Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now... He gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. Visit them at milwaukeeadmirals.com. Welcome in. It is Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, AR, Adam Roberts, other side of the glass. Looking forward. First time I've had this dude on and looking forward. Sam Dystra from MLB.com, MLB Pipeline, will join us here in about 15 minutes. Uh, and he's out in spring training and does a lot of uh, write-ups and so forth on uh, the Brewers minor league system, ranking their prospects and so forth. And he's over at the minor league camp uh, today as well. Uh, so we're going to get him on. Kind of talk about where this Brewers minor league system is right now. Like, where is there to pick from uh, for this major league club? Do they have guys to fill holes uh, if injuries come or whatever? And who are some of the higher end prospects that are kind of coming a couple years from now? Because as we talked about before with Corbin Burns and, and Woodruff, they're both up here. They have this year and two more. Uh, and then at that point, you're going to lose one, maybe both, uh, if you can't get them extended out between now and then once they hit uh, the open market because of how well they're pitching, especially Corbin Burns, uh, who already uh, has a Cy Young to uh, his credit. And who knows? Maybe he'll win another one uh, or two before we get to that point. Maybe Woodruff will win a Cy Young between now and then as well. So looking forward to talking to Sam Dykstra and hopefully we can get him on to be a regular on uh, on the different shows here uh, on WSSP. So a uh, couple of things to get to before we get to him uh, in the next segment. One, I want to finish out kind of talking about uh, that whole wrestling thing because we never really got a chance to finish out. So we we're just doing top five uh, wrestlers on the microphone. We're just going to do it for one segment uh, and we're not going to do it for the whole segment, but I didn't get a chance to get my top five uh, and our guy AR, Adam Roberts, didn't get a chance to give his top five uh, either at this point. Um, so, okay, so here is uh, my top five. And as I say a person, uh, then we'll just play, uh, AR will play uh, a clip of them on the microphone uh, talking. So my first one is the one we've been playing. We don't need to play it again. Dusty Rhodes uh, is number five. Okay, no need to play that. Number four is CM Punk uh, is number four uh, on my list. You got some CM Punk over there? Here we go. Let me get something straight. Those of you who are cheering me right now, you are just the biggest part of me leaving as anything else. Because you're the ones that are sipping out of those collector cups right now. You're the ones that buy those programs that my face isn't on the cover of. And then at 5 in the morning at the airport, you try to shove it in my face so you can get an autograph and try to sell it on eBay because you're too lazy to go get a real job. Pretty good, man. He's got a he's got a lot of them, a lot of good Mike ones uh, that are really good. Number three is Ric Flair is number three for my list. Tell them like it is, girls. Who's the damnedest man you ever met your entire life? Put that camera on that side one time. Put it up one time. Rick, Rick. Woo! 
And I want the whole world to know I got my Learjet sitting right out there at Peach City Cab. And in just about 20 minutes, I'm going to ease down the steps, Ted Turner by my side, get my limousine, ride on 85, get my Learjet, woo, and take off to New Orleans. So there is Ric Flair. And then, number two, another one we haven't played yet, Stone Cold Steve Austin, who apparently, apparently, is wrestling at WrestleMania. I literally found that out yesterday. Uh, is apparently wrestling for the first time in a number of years, reading an article uh, about Bret Hart, uh, talking about Stone Cold getting back in the ring. Uh, this, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Talk about your Psalms. Talk about John 316. Austin 316 says, I just whipped your ass. So there's Stone Cold Steve Austin and one, The Rock, of course. And then at that point, Billy, your house started to shake. The heavens opened up and God himself spoke to you and said this, Bob, but my name's Billy. It doesn't matter what your name is. He is by far and away the best that there has been, in my opinion, on the mic ever uh, and The Rock. And thankfully, he's not at WrestleMania to wrestle and try this all over again. But he's got to be in better shape than Stone Cold Steve Austin at this point of both of their lives. So I'm not quite sure how that's all going to go at WrestleMania, but uh, I am sure uh, there won't be a lot of great moments from Stone Cold. There'll be more mic work, a little uh, fluffing around in the ring, uh, and then it'll be over. I can't imagine he's going to do a 20-minute match. Can't see that happening. Uh, AR, what was your top five? So I've actually had to edit this a couple of times today because I've gotten different angles and have gone over the things that were on our Twitter page for the Big Show. So Lots of tweets at Big Show Network. Thank you for tweeting us. No problem. And <laughs> uh, so I've had to run through the list a couple of times, and it's go, it starts like this. I'll go top to bottom. Ric Flair, number one. And I actually moved The Rock up my list because I just realized that, yeah, this during that guy's run from maybe about like early 98 to 2002, anytime that guy walked in and did the Mike Flourish, tilted that head back, something was going to be memorable. Something memorable was going to be happening. Very good. So number two was yep. The Rock. Three, CM Punk. We already played him. And now my four and five, I'm going to go a little interesting. I don't have sound for four, but I do for five. Number four, I'm going to go Gold Dust. Ooh. When he was Gold in uh, like the mid-90s, new generation, yep. he was. it was just so different. And bizarre. And that's Dusty Rhodes' kid. Exactly. Yes. It was just, you'd never seen anything like it before. And for the time period, and given how people's attitudes were at the time, it was a pretty bold character to play, Goldust, and some of the promos that Goldust did. And then number five, and I've got the sound for this guy, because he might be one of the most psychologically gifted promo workers in the business, Jake the Snake Roberts. Sometimes it's better to remain quiet and be thought a fool than it is to speak up and erase all doubt. And Steamboat, you made a mistake by turning your back on me because I don't play no games. I don't have to play games. I don't have to watch games because I can control this sport with one move. DDT. You've seen what Steamboat looks like, black guys, everything, head swelling up. The bottom line in this sport is winners and losers. I never have been a loser. Because winning is the only thing that fills the pockets. And that's what this sport's about. I make my own rules. Because it's much easier that way. Now, as far as Damien goes, that's just part of the intimidation thing that I do. Because if you're thinking about the snake, then you're not thinking about me. And when you don't think about me, well, why don't we ask Ricky Steamboat? There you go. Jake the Snake, Roberts, Damien, of course, uh, the snake that he carried in the bag and so forth. I was listening to that thinking of other guys like uh, Ted DiBiase, the million dollar man. He was pretty good uh, back in the day uh, as well. And you think of some of these dudes that came along and you think of like the NWA, right? Back in the day, um, 
and some of the managers, Freddie Blassie, right? That that was one of them. You've got Freddie Blassie, don't you? I do. And we had a caller earlier kind of set this up, and I got excited. Then he didn't go with it, but I'm happy we get to do it. That this was one Gerard. Of my, yeah, this is one of my favorites. Superstar Billy Graham, I hope you're listening. And I'll tell this pencil neck geek over here, Bob Backlund, that little old refugee from college, and then this pencil neck geek that's running around with a rag over his head, also known as Mill Moskers, and also this other pencil neck geek, this guy that runs around with a hood with a bunch of sequins on it and he is also known as the dream he is known to me as a nightmare and then you got a bunch of other pencil neck geeks like tony Garia, larry zabisco dominic nose denuccio this guy here dominic denuccio and this guy's chief jay strongbow were swinging me one time over in hawaii and somebody said sharks sharks but it was only strongbow and denucci swimming on her back with their nose sticking out of the water <laughs> Oh, my God. Yes. Classy Freddy Blassie back in the day. You know, that's the one thing. We talk about wrestlers on the mic. I mean, you could do this whole thing all over again and say top five managers, uh, you know, uh, across wrestling because there have been so many great managers, and seemingly those have been gotten rid of over the years in wrestling and so forth. But a lot of great wrestlers. Uh, Mr. Fuji, Slick. Remember Slick back in the day? Bobby the Brain Heenan. All those guys that were just so, so good. And that's really what added to it. And you talk about the genius of Vince McMahon. Uh, that is something that he figured out early, which is Mike skills were everything. The wrestling, sure, but Mike skills is kind of really where it was at. And then um, at one point, then he went diving into the what ECW discovered, which is violence is king which you already knew because you had the fake blood on Flair and all that type of stuff. And then all of a sudden, the laters and tables, uh, uh, ladders, tables, match, uh, tables, match came um, and all of that stuff. And that's when the violence kind of came into the sport. Um, and then they kind of took it out a little bit. And now AEW is, is trying to resurrect that thing with all their nonsense that they're doing over there in AEW. So, yeah, I, it is. Uh, I know wrestling isn't everybody's cup of tea. I don't watch it anymore. Uh, but yeah, man. I mean, that was that was part of the childhood for me growing up was all of watching WWE on Saturday mornings, Saturday night main event, get to stay up late and watch Saturday night main event back in the day and all of that. And yeah, good stuff. Mr. You'll, T back in the day. You'll notice that as we've played all of the sound and everyone's given their list, I have omitted one Jerry Lawler because we don't need to revisit Jerry Lawler sound. No, I don't like Jerry Lawler. You can play that on Rami's show. I'm sure Rami will play Jerry Lawler. There's no reason to play Jerry Lawler on this show. Coming up next, Sam Dykstra, MLB.com, MLB Pipeline uh, as well. We'll talk about uh, this Brewers farm system. He's been over at minor league camp uh, throughout spring training. We'll talk to him about that next here on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Lots going on with the Milwaukee Admirals this weekend. Lots of different promotions. I'm actually going to the game on Sunday. Iron Man, Spider-Man are going to be there. First 1,000 kids get one of those pop-it uh, pencil boxes. Plus, you get to skate on the ice after the game. On Sunday, puck drops at 5. They got promotions going on Friday and Saturday as well. Go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com to find out about all the different promotions. Plus, we'll have John Greenberg on, president of the Milwaukee Admirals, to join us uh, at 2.35 on Friday to talk more about everything they've got going on there. They're sitting in third place uh, as we speak right now. Joining us now uh, on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, he is Sam Dykstra of, uh, again, MLB.com. Uh, and, of course, uh, you can also follow him with MLB Pipeline. Him and Jim Callis and the crew over there do a great job. Sam Dykstra joins us. Follow him on Twitter at Sam Dykstra, M-I-L-B, at Sam Dykstra, M-I-L-B. Sam, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. All right, so I guess first things first, uh, your thoughts kind of on where this Brewers farm system is kind of compared to where they have been in the last several years because there for a while they were you know, kind of at the bottom of Major League Baseball as far as what people thought of their farm system. Where do you think they are kind of now? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely improved, right? Like you look at some of the draft picks they've made in recent years, bringing in South Greeley last year, a top and under prospect, developing Joey Weimer uh, into a top and under prospect. They, they're very deep in, in – outfielders right now they have two solid left-handers and and Aaron Ashby and Ethan Small I think there are pieces to like here in terms of depth it's not an entirely deep system that's in part because it's a you know competitive major league club they trade away prospects they don't get 
super high draft picks. Um, so is this, you know, the number 30 system in baseball like it was a few years ago? No, I think, you know, we have them, I think, ranked right now number 25. Um, so it is a bump. They, they are noticeably improved um, because of some of the developments and some of the quality draft picks they've made. Um, but, you know, I, is it still, is it a good system yet? Is it up there with some of the deeper ones we have right now with the Pirates, the Orioles, um, the Seattle Mariners? No, they're not quite there, but it's for the best reasons, like I said, because this is a team trying to compete at the MLB level and not trying to hoard prospects necessarily. The one thing we've been talking about is the future of the Brewers. You know, three years, unless they get extensions, Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff are out. Josh Hader is probably out uh, before that and get to free agency. So as far as pitching goes, I kind of want to get your thoughts on a couple of guys. One, obviously, is Andy Ashby, who I think is going to start the year uh, at the major league level, probably out of the bullpen. How do you view his future in a rotation at some point for the Brewers? Yeah, I mean, with Aaron Ashby, got some time last year, bounced up and down between AAA and the majors. Um, so I'm sure a lot of Brewers fans, a lot of your listeners are generally aware of him. Um, what he did last year, he bumped up his velocity, which was promising. It was in shorter stints, but it seems like it held well throughout the year, um, which made him kind of a borderline top 100 prospect for us. His slider's really good. His changeup's promising above average. It all, it's all going to come down to the control. Right. Like when you add velocity, sometimes guys overthrow. He's not great at hitting in spots. Sometimes it's out of the zone. Sometimes it's in the zone and very hittable. Um, so when you look at who Aaron Ashby could be, I mean, I know the Brewers have kind of a, a recent history of developing guys first through the bullpen. And then when they're ready, transitioning them to a starting role. Seems like they wanted him to be kind of a starter out of the spring. We'll see how that's going to officially shake out. Uh, but he could be a really quality reliever. You're looking at somebody who, you know, could be a seventh, eighth, maybe even ninth inning guy uh, if Josh Hader ever moves on from Milwaukee as well because the breaking stuff is that good, the velo is that good. But he could also be your number four starter, um, and that has value. Would you rather have a decent starter for 150, 170 innings a year or a really, really good reliever for 60 or 70? I think that's what the Brewers are trying to figure out with Ashby, but uh, it's a major league arm for sure because of, of that fastball slider and changeup. Um, it's just figuring out exactly what that role is going to be. And, you know, they're going to figure it out in the major leagues. He's not going to be a prospect for very much longer. See, and for me, I think Ashby is fine. Now, again, I, I think they're going to lose one or two between Woodruff and Burns. Maybe they can keep one. There's no way they're keeping both. They're not going to be able to afford uh, to keep both at this point. So I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, so, again, we talk about Ashby. What, he's the third-ranked prospect. Uh, at this point, what about Ethan Small? He's the eighth-ranked prospect. Another guy that I think is a, a lefty. Both of them lefties could be in this rotation with Ashby in the future. Yeah, I mean Small has, I would say, even more of a starting profile. You look at who he can be. It's it's not killer velocity, so you don't look at him and say, "Well, that's definitely going to be a dominant reliever." But he was really special last year at Double A AA and Triple A, which was essentially his first full season. Um, had an ERA right around two all year. And he was pretty much dominating with just fastball changes. Um, you know, talking to some people in the Brewers organization, they were like, we really had to draw out the slider and curveball with him because he would throw the fastball change up 85% of the time and it would work. And he'd be like, why do I have to do anything else? This is the upper minors. This isn't high school anymore. Like, if this is working, I, I, I don't really want to do that. Now, I know he's talked this spring about improving the slider. Um, but you know, the fastball and changeup right now are good enough. They're both above average pitches. You could put a, a 60 grade, a plus grade on the change. Um, those are good enough to make him a potential four or five starter. I don't think he's going to make the move into the bullpen, but I don't think he's going to necessarily be an ace. You know, he, he's not going to be your natural replacement to a Woodruff or a Burns, um, unless that slider really picks up this year. Um, so again, with Ashby, you're looking at like a number four starter. Small, you're looking at like a number four starter. Those are valuable to have. They just don't have the ceiling of of those two aces you've been talking about. Sure. Now let's talk about a couple guys a little bit further down the list. The next two pitchers on the list: uh, Antoine Kelly, a left-handed uh, pitcher, uh, and then obviously Russell Smith, another left-handed. Now, first of all, I want you to talk about measurements for a second. So six six for Antoine Kelly. He's ranked fifteenth, uh, and then Russell Smith is six nine. Now again, I'm not a baseball scout or anything, but isn't it even more difficult to with mechanics and everything else, the taller you get, 6'9", it seems to me to be awfully tall to be able to sustain that. I don't know how many guys at 6'9 were hugely successful as pitchers in Major League Baseball, but that seems really tall to me. It, I mean, no, it is, it is very tall. Uh, it is very tall for anybody, and it is very tall for pitchers. 
Um, you know, you usually talk about like six three, six four might be kind of standard height for pitchers. Russell Smith is, is way above that. And the interesting thing for me is that normally the bigger you get, the more velocity you have, right? Like you, you would think, okay, you can think of Randy Johnson, right? Like right. Randy Johnson had special velocity out of that tall frame. Russell Smith is not that guy. He's hovering around 89, 93. But he's a lefty. Now, because he, but he's a lefty, which is valuable, right? Um, but because of that height, it's a really difficult angle. And he's essentially almost handing the ball to the pitcher because he gets so close to home plate, which makes that velocity play up a little bit more. I would like to see more velo from him. You know, you mentioned we, we have him ranked 17th right now. Um, maybe that's going to come. Maybe that's something the Brewers are going to work on with him. He doesn't really have a true plus pitch, but he has better control than you would imagine. You were talking about those long levers. He seems to throw within the strike zone pretty well, um, and that gives him a decent floor as he kind of gets going here in Pro Bowl. I got one more. Abner Uribe, who uh, was just throwing the other day, not exactly a ton of control, but he can throw hard. And this is a, a righty that's still in the lower levels of the minors, but I think has Brewer fans kind of excited because of how hard he throws. Oh, of course, yeah. I mean, you you have a pitcher who sometimes last year was sitting 100. We're not talking touching. He was, like, consistently at 100 miles an hour. Got to see him in the Arizona Fall League. He was the hardest thrower there as well. Um, you know, I think the Brewers were talking the other day of, like, Hey, listen, the stuff plays like we we could use him very quickly if he ever figures out this control stuff. Um, again, based on conversations I was having in the offseason about him, it, it seems like he was somebody who's just like, listen, I know I throw hard and I'm going to throw it as hard as I can past you, which sounds great. But he really has some outings where he cannot hit the broad side of a barn. And that's a problem. Um, so they're tra- really trying to hone in on that with him. There are actually outings in which sometimes his slider was his better pitch because he could actually land that for strikes, which is great. But when you've got an 80-grade fastball, you're going to want to use that as much as possible. Um, so it's possible that he moves quick. He is a reliever. There's no doubt about that. That is going to be his role, and relievers tend to move quick through the minor leagues. Um, but, you know, I, I don't blame Greg, Craig Council for saying the other day, we could see him here fast if he even gets just below average control. But it, it's going to take some work to figure that out. Maybe it's dialing it down a little bit. So he's sitting at 98-99 instead of 100-101. One guy that blew out of the scene last year that Brewers fans got all excited about was Joey Weimer. Just absolutely had a huge year, showed a ton of power to go along with it. Uh, what do you think about him as an outfielder at six foot five? Yeah, I, I wish I had started the Joey Weimer fan club at some point last year uh, so I could have sold memberships to it because oh, a lot no. of people are buying in right now. Yep. We, we've slotted him into our top 100. Um, it's so much fun. I don't know how much... People have checked out highlights of Joey Weimer from his time last year at Carolina and especially high A Wisconsin, but the power is real. Uh, The way I describe it, he swings like a tornado. Uh, During his time at Cincinnati in college, he was somebody who wasn't really lifting the ball as much as you would want, but he has raw power, and that's something the Brewers really worked with him last year is getting in a position to be lifting the ball, You know, not necessarily – incorporating such a big leg kick let's let's tone that down a little bit maybe you can improve your launch angle and it really took off uh, he's got good speed he might have the best arm in the entire system it's going to allow him to play center or right uh i'm really excited to see what happens with him it's an aggressive approach he said that um the brewers have even said like we're going to let joey weimer be joey weimer and be aggressive i think double a triple a pitchers could take advantage of that and that's my only question with him but the tools are fantastic with him, and, and I think if he puts anything close to what he did in 2021 this season when he is reaching the upper minors, he could be kind of a household name across prospect circles by the end of the year. Talk with Sam Dykstra. Follow him on Twitter at Sam Dykstra, M-I-L-B. Of course, MLB Pipeline, MLB.com. Uh, and outfield seems to be a position of strength for the Brewers right now. I mean, we're talking about five outfielders in your top 15 uh, in this Brewers farm system right now, which is a welcome sign because if Christian Yelich doesn't figure it out, that's going to be a lot of money where they're not going to be able to spend anywhere, really. Uh, and they're going to need some bats, and it looks like they got some bats coming. Yeah, no, they definitely do. I, I'm really interested to see how this outfield situation is going to shake out. Just this this minor league season and trying to get these guys all to spots because you look at Sal Freelich, Joey Weimer, Garrett Mitchell, Joe Gray Jr., all of those guys are going to be around the high A, double A spot, and you only have three outfield spots. So how are they going to get to a situation in the middle of the year where somebody has to DH? Are they going to hold somebody back or push somebody aggressively um, just to make sure that they get outfield time? It's really special, this group that they have right now, because it's athletic guys, 
Freelich and Mitchell especially seem like bona fide center fielders. Weimer, I said, could play center field, um, more likely to be in right. Jorge Jr. is really athletic. He could play center. Uh, you know, they, they have some lottery tickets there and, and how that's going to all sort out. It's not probably going to be someday we're going to look up and realize it's a fully homegrown Milwaukee outfield. But the potential is there, and if all of these guys reach their ceilings, it is, they are as major league regulars. So, um, you know, if there is one spot that this Brewer system is deep, it is definitely in that outfield. What about the 18-year-olds, Perez and Churio, who are ranked ninth and 10th in the system, both at 18 years old? Yeah, Perez it was somebody who I was kind of – it was difficult to rank because I'm, I'm pretty high on Hedbert Perez coming into – for going into last year, and he got a late call up to Low A Carolina and seemed to really struggle. He, he struck out a lot, but the tools are there. Um, we thought he could be a potential five-tool talent. It seems like now he's trending more towards being a power bat, and especially in left field. Um, but you know, everything we I've heard and, and read and seen is that the bat could play. He just needs to kind of get that experience. Jackson Churio, same thing. Um, he's a hit-over-power guy himself, but plus run tool, good defender little less of an arm so maybe he ends up in left field at some point too um but as he's getting going here he only saw the dominican summer league he could very easily surge past some of these other names if he has a promising stateside debut this year because like i said the hit tool is so good and the speed is there um he could be profiling as a leadoff hitter himself which is basically the same thing that Garrett mitchell and sal freelick are right yeah one more for you uh and that's bryce terang a guy that if he comes out a year earlier he's probably drafted to one overall um, doesn't, uh, comes out when the Brewers get him. He falls in the first round. They're able to get him. Uh, I don't know necessarily if he's lived up to expectations of if he would have been Wilmer overall the previous year. So maybe, you know, him ended up going where the Brewers drafted him, ended up being where he might have, should have been drafted overall all along. What do you make of Bryce Terang, who will be at AAA for the Brewers? Yeah, I think the good thing about Bryce Terang this year is that he's going to probably be at one level for a very long time. One thing the Brewers have always done with him is pushed him up quicker than maybe other systems would uh, for such a young player. I mean, he played at double A and triple A last year in his age 21 season. He was young for double A and was roughly a league average bat there. And then they moved him up to triple A, which I think was a little quick for me or for my taste. Uh, and he was about a league average bat there. He hasn't really taken off in the way we'd hoped. There was a time when we thought he could be a 60-grade-plus hitter. Uh, it hasn't quite worked that way. But the best development for Bryce Terang, I think, is the fact that he seems like a bona fide shortstop now. Um, there was a time where we thought maybe he's going to have to move to second base, and he did mix that in a little bit. But the conversations I was having is that he might actually be their best defender in the entire system now with the improvements he made at short. Um, obviously, Willie Adonis is going to get in his way, and and maybe he does get some time at second base this year. But even there, he should be a plus defender, and that gives him a decent floor. It's just, is he ever going to be the plus hitter we thought? And the Brewers seem to think he could hit 15 homers someday. I think he might struggle to get double digits. Um, so it's really going to be on the glove for him to kind of seal his place as a major league regular. But that, you know, that could happen by the second half of this year, like I said, because finally he's repeating a level and he's going to be able to make those adjustments and bring them into a game. Sam Dykstra, follow him on Twitter at Sam Dykstra, M-I-L-B. I'm sure we'll have him on throughout the Brewers season to talk some Brewers minor leagues here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Sam, thanks so much for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Anytime. You betcha. Take care. There he is, Sam Dykstra on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Applying for home renovation loan as you're feeling anxious. Breathe. Let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com to Day as we broadcast live from the Lakeland University studios, offering evening and online master's programs. Learn more at lakeland.edu slash get started. Speaking of Major League Baseball, we're a week away from opening day for the Milwaukee Brewers, a week away as of tomorrow. Uh, so we'll start ramping up, uh, talking more Brewers baseball, more Brewers topics and so forth. I'm sure across the stations, we get inch closer to the Brewers at Wrigley against the Cubs uh, on Thursday. Major League Baseball has been banged on and beat up over the fact that they do a horrible job marketing. They don't market their stars. They don't market the sport well enough. Uh, and that, that's that been a talking point, negative talking point, about baseball for a long time. Well, I saw a promotion video. I watched the whole thing, and I don't understand what the hell I watched. So AR said he can explain it to me. So he can explain it to you, too. It's something called, what's it called, Home Run X? The Home Run Derby 
X Global Tour. Sure, there you go. Yeah, I thought it was a video game. I'll be honest. Watched the whole promotional video this morning. Thought it was a video game. AR explained to me that it's not. So we'll talk about this next and whether or not it's really going to help Major League Baseball. Straight ahead here on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sparky's Midnight Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. MilwaukeeAdmirals.com for affordable family fun. Lots of different promotions coming up this weekend. Go check it out. Hey, don't forget tournament uh, coming to its conclusion coming up uh, later this week. Spring training games are on. The place to watch all the big games while enjoying your own indoor games is Q Club of Wisconsin. There's plenty of TVs to watch the games on while you play your favorite indoor games in their huge entertainment game room. Bocce ball inside, foosball, table tennis, darts, pool tables, shuffleboard. Name it. They got it. Then you settle down have some great food from loaded burgers, wraps, wings. Today's Wednesday, by the way. You can have their Wednesday and Friday fish fries piled up <laughs> with all the extras. Visit their Facebook page or cuteclubofwi.com for menu and weekend live entertainment updates. Cute Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. I got to tell you uh, a, a quick story from Twitter before we get into this home run X thing that I've never heard of uh, with AR. Somebody tweeted me, uh, was it... Yesterday, two days ago, I'd never seen the person's Twitter account, I don't think before. So, um, but reached out and said, Hey, Spark, uh, fans, my preferred radio station, listen to you guys all the time. But, you know, you, you, you just got to stop with the skiers. Uh, and the high thing that I do with, with Q Club of Wisconsin, I didn't tweet them back. I just let it sit there. I didn't reply. But my initial response was the same thing that I tell everybody. If you are telling me you know what that is from, then it's it's working. The advertising is working. If you're telling me, if you tell me that thing at the Robert spot, but okay, well, if you know about Robert Specialty Meats and you know that they have skiers, you know that, right? And you know that the fish fries are piled up <laughs> at Q Club of Wisconsin because I do it that way. So it's, yeah, it may annoy some people, but you do know. Now, I could pick out a random client maybe uh, from the radio station and ask you what they promote or whatever else. You may not know. But those, you know. So, there you go. Sorry if it annoys you, but we're going to continue to do it. Uh, okay, other side of the glass. He's our guy, A.R. Adam Roberts. So, Home Run Derby X. And there is a video that MLB put out. I don't know. It's like 30, 45 seconds, something like that. And it's a bunch of uh, younger people in uh, the video sitting in cars and all of this stuff. And there's fire. We're appealing to the youth. Right. The fire is all uh, like the axe uh, is is all in fire and so forth. And I mean, it's a pretty cool video. I, I, but again, I, I watched the whole thing. I, I, I don't get it. Uh, so, uh, AR, please explain to me what in the world they're trying to promote and did an awful job at. So my explanation, I have to give a thanks to Jun Lee from ESPN. He wrote up basically a complete explanation article. And because I, like you, saw that and was like, I thought what it was, is this? I literally thought it was a video game. I thought it was like a new PS5 game or something. I had no idea what it was. 
to play a PS5 game, you have to find a PS5. True. Good luck. Good point. All right, so the official name for this thing is called Home Run Derby X. It's going to be a global tour of basically a handful of former Major League Baseball stars is the way Lee describes it, uh, making stops in places like London, South Korea, and Mexico City. Now, the players who are going to be a part of this, uh, Adrian Gonzalez, former Los Angeles Dodger. Former Padre, yep. Johnny Gomes, representing the Boston Red Sox. Giovanni Soto, representing the Cubs. And, interesting choice, Nick Swisher, representing the vaunted New York Yankees. Uh, So they're going to be competing in home run derbies on a, quote, reduced version of a baseball field because... You know, some of these places like London, and I don't know what kind of a baseball field they have in London, England. Now, Seoul and Mexico City, those are, I mean, baseball is hot over in those countries, so you'd think they'd be able to play in a regular They're stadium. They're older there. people. They're older. Uh, true. So, so you're going to bring it in a little bit. Now, they're not that old, but still, you're going to bring them in a little bit to give them a better chance. Now, here's the interesting thing. You don't want a home run derby and the winner is two. No. <laughs> No, that that would be the exact opposite Correct. of what they're trying to do. So uh, Lee says the competition will take place on reduced version of the field. This is interesting. With a home run mounted on a stage and a pitcher's mound on a podium with a field of play designed to fit within a range of environments from festival sites to stadiums. Hitters will get to swing at 25 pitches. That's a lot. And take up to 10 of them and earn points by hitting targets out in the field, similar to the mini games within MVP Baseball 2005. So you kind of, without even thinking about it, hit the nail on the head when you thought, is this a video game? Well, it it kind of is. From what video game? Uh, MVP Baseball 05. And I know... 05. So they're they're modeling what they're doing after a game that was made like 20 years ago. Because everyone my age loves that game. We I have an, in five? I we all have an affinity. Most people, anyway. I don't want to say all people, but most people my age who played baseball video games love that game. And I know what mini game they're talking about when they reference this, where you're you know you're doing a home run derby and you're trying to swing, and out in the outfield there'd be like old school buses, or in the field they'd have like the uh, the mowers cutting the outfield grass that you try to hit for extra points. Or hit the foul pole and you get like 500 right. bonus points. So that's what they're trying to go for with this. Okay. couple of things. Uh, one, I like the um, the fact that we're thinking, right? That we're we're having meetings and we're we're trying to get creative and we're we're trying to brainstorm to figure out how to help the game of baseball, how to make it more popular. This is my problem. We're going to use washed up stars um, and trot them around the country, around the world to promote the game. So, first of all, well, I guess we'll be second of all now. Why? Why are we doing this? Like, if you want to do something like this, then get out your wallet, write some checks, and put the stars of today on this tour. Put Trout on the tour, right? You don't have to put Otani, but put Trout. Who knows Mike Trout around the world? Hmm? And you give him whatever you want to give him. You tell him it's five stops, six stops, whatever the case may be in the offseason. And you're going to pay him X amount of dollars. But then, then, this is how you spin it in to appeal even more to the Mike Trouts of the world. You set up meetings with potential sponsors for the four or five guys that are on this tour, right? So we're going to this country and uh, Mike Trout and Mookie Betts and these guys, you guys are all not only going to do this home run derby in this city, but you're also going to have a meeting uh, with, you know, these three or four companies uh, and their products uh, that have interest in endorsing you guys and so forth or whatever the case may be. So now you're paying them X amount of dollars, probably a couple million, whatever it is to do this uh, in their off season. You're now trouting them around to now where if a little kid sees Mike Trout, man, I want to get his jersey. I want to be able to watch him on TV. Giovanni Soto? That's what you're trouting out there? Some of them, I love Giovanni Soto. Sweet. It was like 10 or 12 years ago. And even then, people didn't wear Giovanni Soto uniforms all that much. So they got it right, kind of. 
But then they train wrecked the other part of it because they're using guys that don't play anymore. And it's not even star guys from the aspect of guys. If they go up on YouTube and look at Giovanni Soto, they're going to be like, oh, hmm. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, Adrian Gonzalez. Okay. That's legit. Fine. Nick Swisher. What was his career average? Like 240, maybe. I don't even know what his career average was. I mean, he, he had some home runs. No question. But he won great by any stretch of the imagination. Promote the guys that are playing now. Promote the stars that you have now. Do that. How about this? I got something else for you. World Cup Baseball. I love it. Right? Is that what they call it? Do they call it the World Cup Baseball or what do they call it? The thing where they have the countries competing against each other. I can't remember what the hell it's called. But I love it. They do it during spring training um, and it takes away from spring training or whatever. Uh, and Tim Allen and I, when we were out in spring training the one year, got to go see it in Arizona. We're at Chase Field where the D-backs play, and we got to watch Team USA play. Did we go to one or two games? I don't remember. But we got to go to that. I loved it. It was amazing because all the countries and their pride and the flags and the fans that were at the games getting all excited. That was amazing. Why couldn't you take that same type of energy that you have, because that's not an every year thing, and in the years that's not happening, take four or five or maybe three, whatever, of your stars from different countries, right? So you take three three from um, wherever, Venezuela, right? Uh, and three from the Dominican and three from the USA and whatever, and have like a little home run derby tour with the different countries. And you pay each individual player X amount of dollars, and then the winning team gets X amount of dollars, and you also give them the opportunity to meet with potential different clients and so forth and try and hook them up with those relationships. That's how you get word out around the country, around the world, to go and see and let these guys tell their story and blow up and get more people to know who they are. You could broadcast it on ESPN and travel around and do it. Or MLB Network could broadcast it uh, in all the different countries and make it a four or five country type tour in the offseason when nobody's talking about baseball. So I, I should also add, Sparky, you talk about that. Uh, one thing I didn't mention about this event that is important to note from an advertising and marketing perspective of it is that every team will feature players from four different categories. So these are going to be teams that participate in this. Uh, those categories include MLB legends, doesn't specify any of them, so who knows, superstars who hail from the world of softball and women's baseball, a rookie from the men's baseball development system, and wild cards who are, in quotes, influential content creators. Oh, good. Pitching Ninja is going to be on the tour. Can't wait. He's going to put a video up on the board and show a highlight of Devin Williams throwing a great pitch. Maybe Pitching in just here, everybody. Get excited. Maybe John Boy will show up. John Boy, right. Yeah, John Boy Media will be there. Again, I like the idea. I like the concept. They're trying. They're brainstorming. They're coming up with ideas. It's just the wrong one. You need current guys. In order to get current guys, you're going to have to pay them. And then, again, make it worth their while. Not only are we going to pay you, we're going to get you in front of sponsors in these different countries when we go. Big, high-rolling sponsors that have interest in with some of you guys. And then, if you make it a competition amongst countries, right, and the years when you don't have your international team play competition, now you're on MLB Network in the wintertime and guys are having an opportunity to still get their brand out there and so forth, and people now are talking about it. I talk about it because I think it'd be highly entertaining. I think it'd be really good watching this roving, you know, country to country competition of, you know, five countries in a month or whatever the case may be over three weeks, however you want to do it. I think it would be pretty cool. I think you'd fill stadiums around the world if Mike Trout and Shohei Otani and these guys are all representing their countries coming in doing these home run derbies. Now, again, got to pay them. Y'all got enough money to pay everybody, so let's not act like Major League Baseball has no money. We all know what their TV deal and so forth has been and streaming deals that are coming. So they got more than enough money to make it work. If they truly do want to promote it internationally and get more of their star players uh, more recognition, that's how you do it. 
So we'll see if they do it. I highly doubt it. Take a quick timeout. Come back on the other side. Our guy Rami Makhlouf is here with the Rami Show. We'll see what he thinks of this whole home run X derby and uh, the concept uh, of it by Major League Baseball to kind of help the marketing aspect of baseball. We'll ask him next here on Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you on the Milwaukee Admirals. Welcome in. It's Sparky's Midday Madness. This segment brought to you by Tally's Tavern Eatery. Wednesday is homemade dinner night with special pricing on wine splits. Uh, I still don't know to this day what a wine split is. Visit their Facebook page for details. Tally's Tavern Eatery on Sunset Drive in Waukesha. I'm actually going to go to Total Wine and More. I'll get done here. Uh, and go buy some non-alcoholic wine. And I discovered last night that they have non-alcoholic whiskey. What? I didn't know Why? that either. Why? But is it, I'm gonna get some for Leroy because because you know Leroy you like does the burn. Leroy doesn't drink right. So depending on if it tastes like whiskey, I'm like Leroy, non-alcoholic here. Try at least you can say you try whiskey. Might not be alcoholic whiskey, but at least you can say you tried. It could be horrible, but apparently there's a ton of different versions of non-alcoholic uh, hard liquor that you can have. Hmm. I'll help you out, uh, Sparky. You were saying you don't know what a split. A wine, wine split. Is. Yeah. I'll help you out. Not My a wine girlfriend, drinker. when we were in lacrosse, worked at the wine bar uh, downtown on 4th Street uh, for a while. So she would be happy that I know a quarter of a standard bottle is a split. So a quarter of a bottle, about six ounces or so. So one glass. Yes. Because four glasses is usually so a bottle of wine. They just say a glass of wine. A glass of wine. I don't know. It probably sounds better with a split. I don't know. Either way. Check it out at Tally's Tapping Eatery. All right. Uh, okay, this, uh, I was going to talk about Home Run X. I was. Yeah. Then he talked to me in the break. <laughs> Scratch it. We're not doing that anymore. <laughs> no. So quick story time. So years ago, we started the station in 2005, and we had a girl that used to work here named NASCAR Girl Summer Santana back yeah. in the day. She did Sparky's Final Inspection. It was myself, her, mm-hmm. Steve Zotke. Um, What's she uh, up to these days? She was uh, fun. I haven't talked to her in a long time. Really? Yeah, I think she's still working at the same place that she was working at uh, Mm -hmm. at last with Steve Zaki. They both work at the same place. Um, But anyway, so back in the day, uh, she's the one that kind of got me into NASCAR, the whole deal. And we ended up uh, going to Talladega Mm -hmm. uh, for the fall race and the spring race. Mm -hmm. And I remember we us telling you, because back then you produced for our show from time to time. And you just made fun of us. Why would anybody yeah. want to go to Alabama for? What is wrong with you? Blah, 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 blah. And I had never been in my life prior to going on uh-huh. that trip. And I had a great time. Stayed in Dothan, Alabama. And went to Birmingham. Uh, went to a bunch of different uh, cities in Alabama and traveled around. I had a great time. Went twice. Loved it. Would definitely go back again. Okay. And at Dothan, it's just a small little town uh, known for the uh, National Peanut Festival. That's what it's known for. Um <laughs> Dude, they've got, I've told this story a million times, but they, at least back then, now this has been, this has been like 15 years, whatever it's been, 20 years. Um, Have you been back? You've been back, right? Not since, oh really? Not since the last Talladega race we went to, no. So they have peanuts Uh in front of the different, like the fire station, the mail office, whatever, and they're dressed up as what they would be in uniform. I thought you meant they just had like like a barrel of peanuts out front. No, 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 no. Okay. But they had them like, I don't even know what kind of material it was made out of, but in front of the different businesses. Ceramic. And I was like, man, I bet you somebody Mm -hmm. did a picture of all the different peanuts Mm -hmm. that are in, nope. Nobody ever did it back then. Who would waste their time? It's like, you got to be kidding me. How did nobody do that? Oh, man. Why didn't you do it? Because uh, I, I can't draw. No, that's why. No. Uh, so oh, I thought you meant like took a picture and made a No, I'm saying like oh, just okay. took a drawing of them, yeah, right? No, no one's doing that. So that was years ago. Mm-hmm. So now in comes walking Rami Makhlouf, changed man, let me tell you. I mean, he told you before uh, when he came back from his little uh, five-day uh, days off that he changed his opinion on life pretty much. Every sport he had a different opinion on after five days on off. every sport after a week off. Pretty yeah. much. It changed everything. Mm-hmm. Now this dude uh-huh. walks in. <laughs> says, did I tell you I'm going to Alabama in May? <laughs> you got to be kidding me. I was like, you got you. of everybody I know, and I know a lot of people, mm-hmm. Robin Maglov was the last person I would have picked to ever go to the state of Alabama in his entire lifetime, including if kids, whatever. Mm-hmm. Even as a grandfather, he wouldn't go to Alabama. Like, there's mm-hmm. no chance Robin Maglov is going to the state of Alabama. Uh-huh. And you roll in here, I'm going to Alabama in May. Why? What? 
For what? <laughs> Tell me. Just to go down there? The Bears aren't playing there? No, no, they're the not. The Cubs aren't in Alabama? No, nope. Just going down White there. White Sox got a minor league team there, don't they, they're Birmingham? Not going to like, go I'm see not a White going, Sox minor league game? I'm not going to game? a peanut festival. I'm not going to look at ceramic peanuts. No, no, I understand. I'm just trying to be like, is there family there? From you, got, you got family in Alabama? No, just going to go, me and some people I know, are gonna, we got an Airbnb. We're going to hang out at the Airbnb, go to the beach, maybe check out some restaurants and some bars in the area. You all sat it's, around randomly and said, where do y'all want to go for summer vacation? And you all in the same room came up with Alabama? I certainly did not. You got, you. <sighs> Gulf Shore is Alabama, by the way. Oh. <laughs> now. Gulf Shores, that's where, when we stayed in Dothan, that's where we were supposed to stay. Yeah. But Hurricane Ivan See, man, did why so you much, tell, why you did so much like damage yeah. to the condo where we were supposed to stay on the beach. Mm-hmm. We went down there with nowhere to stay because it happened like two, three weeks before we got mm-hmm. there. So we ended up having to find somewhere. Mm-hmm. We found Dothan, Alabama in a gas station, uh, a golf type resort, and that's where we ended up staying. And mm-hmm. it was awesome. And we went back again in the spring. But uh, yeah, Gulf Shores. Unbelievable, like gorgeous, Good. beautiful, right there on the water. You're not in hurricane season. Good. If you look it up, it's not in May, though. Uh, I don't think it's in May. I think it's, it must be in the fall. They have uh, a whole outdoor shrimp like festival Ooh. where all these businesses have all different kinds of shrimp entrees like shrimp. and dinners mm. right there Love me some out shrimps. there on, on the beach and stuff. Yeah, man, mm. you'll love Gulf Shores. Okay, good. You will. Good. You'll you'll that you will like, and then just, where? What else are you doing? Might take a day trip to New Orleans because we're like three hours away from New Orleans. I've never been. I hear it's good, dude. I hear it's a great city. Oh, I'm sure it's very entertaining. Yeah. Um, but depending on when you're going, mm-hmm. that's Mardi Gras time mm-hmm. in May, right? Mm. Are you going during Mardi Gras? I don't know. It's beginning of May. I don't know, Steve. No, Mardi it's... Gras in like February. I thought it was May. No, it's right before Ash oh, yeah, Wednesday. That's right. No, we already yeah, Mardi Gras already came in. We're Lent, in Lent right, right now. Oh, yeah. right, 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 right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So yeah, sorry. Thank you, Adam Roberts. Right. Very good. Yeah. Uh yeah, so none of that for you. Oh, well, you'll still have a good time. So what <sighs> spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.